Marsha Media Montage, episode, I believe, 17. I don't even know what number I'm on anymore. Just kidding. I believe it's 17. Um, I was talking to my buddy uh, Austin James today. We were talking thrash metal, death metal, new metal, uh, power metal, air metal, just any branch of metal we can think of. And we go off on tangents about movies, music, and cartoons, whatever, like we always do. But uh, it was a lot of fun. Two days before Christmas. <clears throat> just uh, sharing each other's memories and thoughts on uh, just good times listening to metal, going to concerts and uh, the merchandise and so forth. So let's get right into it. Let's go. What's hey, up, dude? <laughs> can you hear me okay? Yeah, I hope. Uh, is my music too loud in the background or can you hear me? Uh, I can barely hear the music, so I guess that's something. Okay, I'll turn it down a little bit just so I can hear you. Oh, man, I thought I told you not to call here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. I had a witty comeback, but for some reason it left me at the last second. Uh, sounds like a secret little fart that comes out. Sometimes you just don't know. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's like, like every went- time I'm driving north on uh, the 215 freeway, there's always a freeway or a freeway. Yeah, there's always a freeway. I'm on the fucking freeway. There's always a ladder in the freeway, and I always report it. And I'm always the only one that reports it. I'm like, why does nobody report this shit? <laughs> People are too busy with their own lives, I guess. I'm like, dude, it literally takes like two minutes to call 911 and be like, hey, how you doing? I, You know, I even was courteous. And I'm like, hey, look, I know it's two days before, but I was like, hey, Merry Christmas. He's like, hey, Merry Christmas to you, too. I was like, okay, here's the lowdown. There's a ladder in the middle of the freeway. Come get it, please. Someone's going to get hurt. Right. I had, I dude, I had like a Matrix moment like maybe a few months ago where I like, you know, I looked around real quick in the other and it fell off somebody's truck. I dodged it and I was like, okay, I got to call 911 right now. Oh, wow. That's scary. Yeah, dude. It was pretty cool, though. Like, I felt like Fast and Furious or some shit. <laughs> Did you feel like family? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I got my buddy Ozzy James here, and we are going to try and talk uh, some metal. Maybe you can shed some light on some things for me that, you know, I don't know. Because I know you know that I primarily listen to thrash, and I've said before, I think it's because... It's basically just faster, heavier punk. That's really what it is. That's how I view it. Oh, you're good, man. The two kind of like really, they combine with each other. So, dude, totally. Especially in the thrash and punk era. <clears throat> yeah. Because without, uh, like, without like the early 80s and late 70s, like birth of like the hardcore punk, there would be no thrash. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I mean, I-, I wanted to get through the big four first before we uh, branch out and talk like other bands and whatnot, um, I was going to rate them. I, you know, obviously our ratings may be different. We can, you know, see things differently and so forth. Uh, I I would probably have to give the number one spot, so I know it's cliche, but probably Metallica, dude. Well, out, of, out of the big four, like, yeah, Metallica, I would say, is, like, the big one. Obviously the most secretive. Okay. Yeah, but I think for like longevity wise, in my own personal opinion, it uh, it definitely goes the Slayer. I was waiting for it. I knew you were gonna say it because <laughs> like how we've said before, like uh, Henry Rollins. Remember he was talking about Slayer, and he's like, "All right, it's 1986, go." And I think that's why I respect them so much. They just really like stuck to their own gig. They didn't try to. Well, they tried once to kind of branch a little bit, but yeah. they knew they knew that they said like, "Hey, this is what we are. This is what we're gonna do." And if this is what we like to play, you know? I feel like the album that really 
had a different sound for them was probably uh, what is it? God hates us all. That one, and also, uh, I guess it depends on how you look at it. The uh, their album, uh, Dia- I think it's called Diabolus and Musica. It is Diabolus Mu- and Musica, yeah, which was '88, I believe. I can't remember, but it was a, uh, but they were, cause it was their song "Stand of Mind." They really, uh, they incorporated that kind of like that bounce riff that like, bands like Corn and Deftones use. Okay. So they they thought they were drifting more into like a new metal kind of way, and I was like, eh, it was still Slayer to me, but a lot of people hated it. I liked it, yeah. but. I'm glad they didn't change up their sound then that much, yeah, because I definitely don't picture, you know, Tom Mariah singing like Tino Moreno. Right. <laughs> Although I, I have to say, as weird as the mix-up would be, I would love to see those two collaborate. Oh, <laughs> it would dude, be so yeah, weird. As, as weird that would maybe be, I would definitely be down. That's just to kind of go off on like a small tangent here, like Chino has proven he could be a guest on anything, and it sounds awesome. Dude, and fucking Deftones, same thing though. Like their music has always sounded the same, and they've had new albums here and there. Right, and but they're for some reason, at least in my opinion, they're all great. I assume like Deftones is one of those bands to me that never yeah. did a bad album. I remember, I think I was with you like when we were in San Diego, and we went to like some sort of little record store, and then I think I the Adrenaline, the first album, and you were like, "Oh my god, that's the first album!" And I was like, "Hell yeah!" Yeah, I remember that because I found it from a, it was a band called No One, oh, like wow. with the two words I put together. And they were a very, very quick, like, flash-in-the-pan kind of band. That was the only album they ever had. I don't even think you can find it on Spotify. <laughs> well, I mean, and I, went, like, instance, I found that with you. Was that at Cal Records? Is that where yeah. we went? Yeah, yeah, the one in OB. Yeah, and when it's I saw that there, times. I was like, okay, I got to pick it up. It's only, like, two bucks. And... Oh, dude, yeah, they, they have UCDs for, like, $5 and under, like, all the time. I think I went back there a couple times, and I learned to, to, check, <laughs> to check the cases. Yeah. Because I, I came home a couple times and whatever I had bought, like it was a different disc or whatever. That's funny because, dude, I, I remember going to Tang Records, you know, right around the corner in uh, Hillcrest. And uh, I uh, I picked up Decline of Western Civilization and I opened it up and it was basically like fucking midget porn, dude. <laughs> I think I remember that. Yeah, yeah. We watched it, I think, at like uh, Solace's pad when I lived there. Yes, and, I remember uh, that. Yeah, and I was like, this is not decline. I just remember you couldn't stop laughing. I was like, I fucking paid for this. <laughs> I took it back, and then I remember, like, <clears throat> the store clerk totally reminded me of Crispin Glover, like, the way that he laughed, like, in Back to the Future. And he was yeah. like, I can't believe that's what we gave you. And I'm like, I can't believe it either. So do you actually have the copy? And then they gave me the copy. That's hilarious, man. It's <laughs> so <Yeah>. funny. <laughs> you can't make that shit up. Um, okay, so my number two, dude, this is this is tough, man. Okay, so your Slayer is number one. Mine's Metallica. I think I, I obviously, dude, probably the first four albums, and then actually the last two albums uh, Metallica did uh, was Death Magnetic and like Hardwired to Self Destruct were good, but I I think their '90s shit just oh, it was terrible. I thought. Okay, so like, like I I I kind of like the album. Because they still kind of yeah. had a little bit of an edge to them, but after that, does. they just went like almost southern rock almost, and it was just, what the fuck is this, man? And, I, <laughs> and personally, if I wanted to listen to southern rock, I'll listen to CCR, you know, like southern right. rock, dude. Or uh, even though it's funny, because I think like the Eagles aren't necessarily from like the South, but I definitely still like the Eagles too. Yeah, absolutely. You just don't want to hear like, I was like, I think it was a song that was called Eight by Bitch" from Metallica. I was like, okay, come on, what a man. Stupid song title. <laughs> oh, 
I mean, there were there were a very there were a few gems on the load and reload album, very few gems on it, but the albums as a whole, they were just uh, unlistenable in in my opinion. Yeah, didn't they? Uh, they even redid uh, what is it? Uh, Misfits' uh, last caress. Uh, shout out to Misfits. Oh, that yeah, on their Garage Incorporated album. What was the, their covers album? Misfits did kind of the same thing. They have one with like a little cartoon Frankenstein on it, and it's yeah. like something. Something 1950 on, and they do like a lot of like doo-wop and Motown songs in the element <laughs> of Misfits, of course. Mm. It's cool, but I don't know. It's not the same. And I know I, we can talk Misfits for days and hours. Maybe maybe we'll talk about them on this show or this episode as well. But uh, okay, so my number two. Fuck, dude, that's tough, man. I almost feel like I want to tie like Slayer, Metal, or uh, Megadeth, and then it's not that I don't like Anthrax. I just don't listen to it nearly as much as the others. And that surprises me because I think uh, out of all the bands, like Anthrax was closest to like the hardcore punk style. I agree. It's just I, I always felt like, okay, I'll try and see if I can break this down. If I just want something just fucking fast and just, I don't know, the, the fucking little like interludes that, uh, you know, Slayer has, even though like every Slayer fucking solo by Carrie sounds the same, but uh <laughs> As much as I love Slayer, I always say that that Carrie King is like a horrible like soloist. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's that's not necessarily fair to him because he is a good guitarist, but it's like every solo, yeah, sounds the same. Um, uh, they're the, they're the masters of the riff, but uh, but yeah. solo wise, yeah, no boy. And, and I love, I think I love the ambiance that Megadeth poses because it's very like operatic and thematic with different melodies incorporated throughout the song and. For the most part, I understand what he's saying, and some of it I can agree with, you know, along with like how Metallica's lyrics I can agree with. It's not that I don't appreciate what Slayer, it's just I don't feel the need to consistently always sing about Satan, you know? <laughs> Satan, serial killers, and World War II. <laughs> but I mean, you know, that's fine. And, and we've definitely, you know, I, I love the song Kill Again, you know, Homicidal Maniac, that shit's badass. Mm-hmm. But I mean, um, yeah, there, there are some lyrics that I'm like, okay, I can dig this. Um, but uh, yeah, just Megadeth, I mean, just... And then you and I, we always used to quote uh, fucking... Peace uh, cells. Bullets, you know, Hello, me. Oh, dude, Dave is just great. <laughs> Meet the real uh, me in my Misfits way of life. <laughs> in my Misfits way of life. I'm wearing Misfits garb right now. I got a hat that I got in fucking Hawaii, and I have a shirt on right now. <laughs> Oh, lucky for you, I'm, um, I'm in, like, triple layers because it's two degrees with negative 25 wind chill. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, it's probably going to be, like, 50, 60 up in the desert where my parents are at, but uh, I miss that shit. My mom's going to be like, what are you wearing? And I'm like, uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got something to say, Bob. <laughs> yeah, I got something to say. You know, I killed a baby today, and it doesn't matter much to me as long as it's dead, Mom. <laughs> You talk about some like brutal lyrics with with like weird up tempo like like uh, music. <laughs> For real, dude. Um, I do love Fistful of Metal. That's probably yeah. That's because that's their first one, isn't it? Anthrax. Yes. And they yeah, had a different fucking... singer at the time. I can't remember his name, but it wasn't Joey Belladonna yet. It was somebody else. Yeah, was it was uh, Kay- it was uh, Caitlyn Jenner, wasn't it? Yeah, that's exactly who it was. <laughs> <laughs> But when it came to when it came to Anthrax, obviously like like their most popular was Among the Living, which I absolutely love that album front to back. 
Yeah, that's but a the, lot of- uh, yeah, we've we've talked about it. Yeah, that one's good. That's the one with uh, the poltergeist guy on it, isn't it? Kane? Yeah. And that's You're where all I gonna of, die. <laughs> and I think that's where I kind of dig, like, like out of the big fours, like Slayer, Megadeth, and uh, in uh, Metallica. In the early days, they had like they had some pretty dark lyrics, but when uh-huh. Anthrax came came around, it was just fun. It was just fun stuff. He was singing about Stephen King, or he was singing about like Judge Dredd or something. And yeah, I feel like he kind of took like horror punk elements that like you know right. he clearly had, and he was like, all right, I'm gonna run with it. Mm-hmm. Or even uh, because what is it uh. Is it on Fistful of Metal or maybe uh, Amongst the Living? It's the, uh, was it Die for the song? Yes, that's on uh, Among the Living. Which, by the way, if you ever have a chance to see Anthrax and you get to do the war dance inside the mosh pit, it is so much fun. You can see him live. I did see him live. Yeah, because when they do Indians, right before they get to like that middle breakdown part, he goes, let's see a war dance, because they scream out war dance in the middle of the song and everyone starts like dancing like Indians. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like a tribute to yeah Native Americans, which is really cool because I don't feel like you know they get enough credit personally. But absolutely, I agree. Being a Native American, I completely agree. Yeah, they kind of get the shit into the stick. We're not going to get into the politics about that, but, um, but no, no, no. <laughs> I think actually, I think a Slayer Even song fun. is actually. I think a Slayer song is actually on right now that you uh, gave me. Yeah, it definitely is. Two one three. Yeah, this Jeffrey Dauber song. <laughs> Oh, dude, I was thinking it was like an area code or something. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, Jeffrey Dahmer's apartment number in uh, Wisconsin. Oh, shit. That makes perfect sense. And I actually just watched the Dahmer show on Netflix, too. It was really good. It was good. I like how they really were – I thought they were very respectful to the victims, like really showing their side of everything and not really glorifying Dahmer too much. Like they kind of had to a little bit. Yeah, it was a- – and they just touched on that. And I like how they just like, uh, I'm sorry, I'm kind of tangenting here. Oh, you're good. You're, no, you're <laughs> good. Re- That's I, what this show's for. And I, re- I really dug how they like, uh, they would hint at like his cannibalism and stuff like that, but they you wouldn't actually see anything. It was just implied, which yeah. kind of made it a little bit digestible. No, and that's how you and I have briefly touched on like earlier horror, like, uh, implied and that was you know in the sense of the uh, audience's imagination and i i liked that about like uh 60s and typically some 70s horror too like even black christmas remember you don't even see the fucking yeah you just see his like eye in the closet like i could handle like brutal violence with them because i know it's not real but when you take a subject matter that really happened mm, yeah i i can i can be on board with that um Okay. Um, Thrash. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, dude. I mean, we can talk any metal, dude. Like, because I mean, like I've said before, I even remember having Ace Ventura on VHS, and I just remember I fucking loved just seeing Cannibal Corpse in the video just play. And Absolutely. I don't really know what he's saying, and that's fine. I, you know, I think that's why I listen to that- some heavier metal because I'm like, dude, I don't know what they're saying. I can care less. I just love the music. The only thing I know is that opening lyrics, like there's something inside me and it wants to get out. That's the f- beginning lyric of a uh, hammer smash face. The other one. Yeah. I yeah. Really what does he know. say? It's, it's, it's coming out. Yeah. yeah. It's so, oh, that, oh, it's so good. <clears throat> but corpse grinders but, well, fucking funny neck has uh, like a six pack. 
Right. And it's funny because at the time <laughs> when I first saw Ace Ventura, I had no idea that was a real band. I thought that was just like some studio band or whatever. Yeah. And then I discovered later that, oh, this is a real band. And then I became an Insta, Insta fan. <laughs> Dude, and they have like some really cool bitchin' like cover art too. Holy hell. Yeah, they went out. I love how we're like talking about like some heavy ass metal and it's two days before our savior was born. <laughs> hey, it was the best time to talk about Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing says Christmas like Satan Claus. The, the 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 thrash scene. I think a lot of bands that kind of get overlooked would be like like Exodus and Testament. I was thinking the same thing. Like I know I've listened to a bunch of Testament. I couldn't tell you any songs or like I, I could probably be I could probably look at an album cover and be like, yeah, that's them. But uh, I was definitely more of an Exodus fan personally. Well, I love like, and I feel like they don't they don't get enough credit because a lot of people don't no. know is like with, without Exodus, there's no Kirk Hammett because he was in For Exodus real. before right. Metallica. Mm. Well, same with uh, fucking uh, I don't even know how successful Flotsam and Jetsam ever came because of uh, what's his name, Jason uh, Shit Newstead. Yeah, and I feel like they gave him the shit into the stick too, like especially on Injustice for All, you can't even hear the bass. Yeah, they just re-released the album with like the bass turned up. I guess, I guess uh, according to Lars, that was on purpose to like haze him or whatever. And big surprise. I but mean, then I he joins he joins Metallica in their in their arguably the worst era that they've gone through. Then the second he leaves, they get Rob Trujillo from Suicidal Tendencies and they go back to their thrash roots. You know, I feel like an idiot. I had no idea he was an ST man. I, I like ST. Oh, Suicidal Tendencies is amazing. Lights, camera, revolution. <laughs> I think the first time I actually heard ST was probably, uh, it was on the Tony Hawk, the first one. Oh, yeah. Uh, Psycho Vision, yeah. I really I don't remember, remember the first time I heard of Suicidal. I just, I, I, I just remember I heard the, uh, the song, it was called, uh, I think it actually was called Lights, Camera, Revolution. I think that's the name right. of the song, and. And I was like, man, this is really, really cool. Actually, you know what? No, I take that back. The first time I heard him was on the Pantera VHS, the the videos from Hell uh, tape. Because uh, Phil know. and Selma was joking around with Mike Muir, and they were on tour with Exodus and uh, Suicidal Tendencies. So they were in the, the home video. And I feel like when it comes to S, you know, institutionalize the song or whatever, which is, it's a cool song. It's a cool video, too. In, uh, yeah, and a lot of that, that, a lot of that, I think has to be kind of credited to uh, the Iron Man movie because he was listening to it in his workshop. Yeah, but enough. then like the, the rest of the album is fantastic, and it is a great song. But I could see Robert Downey Jr. actually being a big metalhead too. I believe it. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah, dude. Uh, Exodus. Uh, I've always loved the what is it like Bonded by Blood, and then. Uh, they have like the, it's like that Freeway album or something. I can't remember what it was called. I remember, obviously, I remember Bonded by Blood. I have that album. I still listen to it front to back. Dude, the fucking the, uh, the cover art on that is amazing. It reminds me something of like Basket Case or something. Absolutely, and I'm sure that kind of might have been the influence. You know, they were huge in the horror movies and stuff. And, and aren't we all? Damn it! Exactly. But it was like they were one of the few bands like uh, when uh. Bailoff, I believe that was his name. Okay. Paul Bailoff, the original singer, when he left, uh, Zetro had joined the band, and he was pretty much like a, a spot-on imitation. 
But then when he left, there was a guy named Rob Dukes, and those were actually I favor those albums more guttural like vocals towards it. Uh, so like you take the fast aggressiveness of Exodus, and you had real kind of like guttural like almost hardcore style screaming to it. Damn. It was just amazing. Damn, dude. So you said Frank Dukes from Bloodsport was in Exodus? That's red. <laughs> Careful, the real guy might come out and try to fight you. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's on a campaign to prove that he wasn't a liar right now. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> He's like, I was a CIA, this and that. Yeah, he's, anyway. I got all blood of, sport on In the one. words of me, you would know. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Uh, and then I always feel uh, it's polarizing when you talk uh, overkill. Everybody's like, no, it's power metal. No, it's this. I, I think it's thrash. I I would market it as thrash. I, I, like a lot of times when people like start calling stuff power metal, it has to do with the vocals, that very high pitched kind of scream, like that almost Judas Priestess kind okay. of like vocal or, or Dragon Force, maybe I guess. Yeah, uh, sorry, I'm not a Dragon Force fan. At no, all. me me neither. I, I never <laughs> I never listened to it either. I, I just know it from Guitar Hero. It's a Guitar Hero. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll pass too. I'm not a big fan either. Um, but also like when it, also like with thrash bands and I know I kind of just recently introduced you to and the one that really got overlooked was it was definitely Exhorter. Yeah, <laughs> I you know and I had no idea it has been around since 1990. And then on that note, for some reason, I'm thinking like I love a Chuck Scoldinger scold you know from fucking Death, dude. Death, yeah. Ass, like, I, what would you classify that metal? Oh, that was they were definitely like the Godfathers of like the early stages of death metal. Okay. At least those first couple albums, because they're because the latter half of Death albums turn into like almost prog. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that, like Dream Theatery type shit. Yeah, and, and then uh, there was an interview with Chuck. He said he actually wishes he would have never named the band Death because he was wanting to just do different styles of music. And when you have that name, you're kind of typecasted. And what's interesting too, I don't know if you knew this. There was actually a, I'm, I'm not bullshit. I know I like to bullshit you, but uh, no, there was a band in the seventies. Uh, an all back, uh, all black band called Death. I did not know that. Yeah, I remember. I want to say there's a uh, documentary, maybe on like Tubi TV about it or something. Um, and I want to say I think they were pretty heavy too, from what I remember, at least for the seventies. Yeah. Um. Fucking. Uh, I do like Napalm Death too. Napalm Death is very like thrash to me too. Like meets like crossover punk kind of. Absolutely, and it was actually the bass player says their biggest influence was uh, they said punk from the states and Slayer. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. <clears throat> um, but, but just kind of going back to uh, I'm kind of rewinding here a little bit to yeah, uh, you're Exhorter. Fine, you're fine. Yeah, because so, you know because they came out of uh, New Orleans, and okay. for a long time people were like kind of comparing them to Pantera because they sounded very similar. They were like, oh, he even stole it. But yeah, Kyle Thomas. So and I can I can hear the influence if you listen, especially on Cowboys and Vulgar. You can hear the influence. Sure. But uh, Kyle Thomas, the singer of Exhorter, has come out and said, "Is like, dude, like we don't care about the stupid competition." Like, yeah, see, he was I mean, trying to. It was mainly just a war of fans, I guess. But right, the, yeah. the, the singer has come out and said, "No, there's no bad blood. There's no plagiarism." Yeah. And the way I was looking at it, it's like, even if it was, that means we win twice because they're both awesome bands. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, and who doesn't love Tickle Me Philip Anselmo, you know? Right. The love exhorter, <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen up right the fuck right now. 
<laughs> this is from the Slaughter in the Vatican album. I mean, this is from Cowboys from Hell. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even know what he's playing anymore. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what else? Uh, I do love uh, – there's a lot of, like, the newer, like, thrash that's out there. Like, you showed me Havoc. Havoc fucking rocks, man. Holy hell. Those are the two big ones for me right now. For, like, new wave. I, I call it the uh, I call it the new wave of thrash metal just because there was – it was a huge research, especially in like the 2010s, early 2010s. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, a lot of the good bands, like they kind of fizzled out a little bit, or members died, or just sure. unfortunate. But there was a huge resurgence there, and those there was the few bands that didn't feel like they were regurgitating. They felt like they were trying to add to the scene. Yeah. Well, same with like that's why I remember I showed you a bio cancer. I don't remember how I Bye. found that. It was and I I love just that. 80s looking art with like the zombies and the dead shit oh it's so cool thing that's missing from a lot like across the board genres is cover art like there's like none of it because it's all because of the digital age no one yeah. wants to look at the booklets or anywhere read the booklets and that was what caught me for a lot of bands it's like if it had cool cover art i would buy it without even knowing who they are well i mean you and i said the same thing with like remember you would go to the uh like blockbuster video game rental store or whatever and you're like you would base your choice of video game rentals based on the cover art right but I, I still do to this day i go to this place here in ohio called the exchange and like i said i'll just look at the album and if, i'll read a couple of the song titles if it sounds like gnarly i'll pick it up without even listening to it and more <laughs> to- more, more times than not i've got some good stuff hell yeah um, I'm trying to think, like, what other bands? Uh, I, there's a lot of stuff, uh, too, even from, like, the 80s that I never really listened to before that I found now because of Spotify, like, Hyrax, which I think is a, uh, I want to say it's, like, a Mexican or a Spanish thrash metal band or something. I don't think I've ever he- heard of it. Yeah, oh, oh, my God, I got you. All right, that's one point for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, Hyrax, it's on uh, Spotify. Check it out, H-I-R-A-X. Actually, I think you sent me a link to those, yeah. to that one one time. I have to go back and revisit because I'm a, I'm a, I'm constantly trying to like discover new bands and stuff like that. Yeah, they're they're old, man. They've been around just like uh like how I feel like violence doesn't necessarily get enough credit either. Early Rob Flynn for you too from Machine Head. Nice, you would know. <laughs> um, and then I remember you always told me like Mushroom Head or like Head P, and like now you just said Machine Head. Those ones I never listened to. I'll definitely listen to some old school Mushroom Head. <laughs> okay. I got I got I got to wave the flag for them just being from Ohio, from Northeast Ohio. <laughs> right on. Akron Zone, the fucking Devo, dude. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, shit. What else, uh, dude? There's uh, yeah, violence is really cool. It's like that mouth, like on a mouth, on a mouth, and they're like all falling into it. That shit. I think they only have that one album too. I think so too. It reminds me of a book I read a long time ago called the uh, The Tower of Terror. And it was like some kind of elevator shaft was like the gateway to hell. But the front album was like the the elevator shaft had these round teeth and stuff. It was really cool. That's badass. <laughs> I definitely watched. Uh, I think it's called The Lift. It's one of those like cult classic like horror films. Yeah, where like an elevator's haunted, and I watched it. And yeah, I'd say watch it just to say you watched it. Otherwise, it's just eh, you've definitely seen better horror movies. Yeah. It's free on 2D. It's called The Lift. Um, my gosh. Do I got them over there? Clarifying so they can be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> They're just happy to see Daddy. 
I know. I'm just giving you a hard time. I know. I know. Well, happy being the dad, dad, and I'm like, how about if I just drug your kid? <laughs> oh, man. Uh-huh. I'm about to do the same, man. I'm going to go see my little 10 year old nephew, and I'm sure he's going to want to fight me or, you know, dick around. Absolutely. Him Wrestle him. Give him the Stone oh, yeah. Cold Stunner. I have to. Yeah. <laughs> It's just a uh, rite of passage to give uh, a ten-year-old an F five if you have the uh, if you have a trampoline. Oh yeah, I yeah. When there's a my sister has one and then my parents have one too, and I'm gonna kick his little ass. There you go, uh, dude. I'm trying to think like what other uh, rational dude. Um, I do enjoy a toxic holocaust too. I love the cover art as again. It's yes. Beautiful. <clears throat> what was their, their album? Uh, uh, Conjure and Command. I highly recommend that one, man. Yeah, I've listened to a couple of them. I, I've listened to the one with uh, like the wolves on it, and then uh, there's like that new one where it's kind of he's like, I think he has a leather jacket and like a space helmet on and a gun or something. <laughs> it sounds like Toxic Holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it like just him too? For the longest time, I, I do believe all the recording and just hires. Okay. Uh, just hires touring musicians. Okay, kind of like how like Death Clock is. Yeah, absolutely. Oh man. Uh, um, I feel like we always have shit to say like prior we do this, and then once we do it, we're like, oh, I blank out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, it's the record store. You have an idea of what you're looking for, then you go blank and. Yeah. Same thing with like when I look on Spotify, if I look on YouTube, it's like I'll have a list, like I'll have an idea in my head of what I want to listen to. The second I pull it up, it's like, what was that again? <laughs> uh, what's the other one from uh, the 80s? I think it's called uh, Evil Dead, I believe. Or... Uh, I know the movie. Well, of course. Yeah. It's, uh, I want to say it's yeah, Evil Dead. Let me, uh, dude, I got you. I'm going to pull up Spotify right now. Take... There you go. You still there? Hello. Did you lose me there? I think I did. Dead air for a couple seconds there. Yeah, I literally pulled. Okay, you're good. Yeah, I literally pulled up Spotify. That's probably why. Okay, I guess I can't do that in the middle of the recording. But uh, yeah, it's Evil Dead, Annihilation of Civilization. It came out in 1989. A zombie on the beach with like a tent. It's it's definitely that heavy thrash sound. You'll like it. Sounds like my kind of band. Oh, dude. What about like? Okay, well here, oh, dude. I got a prime example. I can look at. Um. Like, how do you? Decide. 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 Yeah, it's badass too. Yeah, that's a. That... Like amongst like the big like death metal fans, like it was like them, Morbid Angel, Cannibal Corpse, and Death. That were like th- those were like the big four of death metal. I oh yeah, that's kind of mixed up because there's like delicious thrash. Yeah, Morbid Angel, at least the first couple albums. Of... Yeah, I can. And it's funny because like I remember I had never heard them before. 
Yeah. And then they opened up for Slayer uh, like a long time ago. Now, every time I go to a thrash show, they're always the opening band. <laughs> and they've been around a long time, too. And I want to say they're from San Fran as well. Yep. I feel like they're from uh, 1985 is when their first album came out, I believe. Yeah, they've been around a long time, and I don't feel like they... But they still get the opening slots for a lot of big, bigger thrash bands. <laughs> and then isn't there, like, okay, for some reason, isn't there two? There's, like, uh, Exumer, and then there's, like, The Exhumed, and I decided to use the same name, basically, whatever. Well, so I, I don't. I know there's Exciter, but yeah, I think that goes more to like the power metal area. But like, yeah, oh yeah, with Exhumed, Exhumed, it's actually one of those. That was a blind buy band that I got. Like, I had no idea who they were. They just had really cool cover art, and I bought the album, and I just absolutely loved it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, there's Exhumed. I don't know if there is. Is there a band called Exumer? I believe, dude. I got the fucking. Uh, I want to say there is one called Exumer. I want to say that, and I know if I pull up Spotify, I'm going to lose you, so I'm not going to do it. <laughs> like I believe you; it's completely plausible. Like pretty much, if there was any kind of brute, like a brute, brutal style kind of a name, it was probably thought of because, well, like what in the mid mid to early '90s, there was a huge wave of like death metal bands, but they were all kind of just contrived of like the originals. Yeah, like similar to how like you know Slayer, Metallica, and Anthrax, and all them. <clears throat> Yeah. Late 80s, all of a sudden, there's all these weird, like, knockoff, like, thrash bands, and they're just not as good. Yeah. yeah. With the exception of Sepultura. Yeah, <laughs> which I know you definitely uh, turned me on to them uh, as of late. And same with the, oh, dude, I forgot to mention fucking Sodom. Sodom's pretty badass, too. Yes, from Germany. Right on. <laughs> same with, uh, what is it, Creator? German, Ooh. German, or uh, Creator, Destruction, Sodom. Like, the, the German thrash scene was huge. It still is like a lot of big metal fest. You'll see a, a big, most of the time you'll see a German thrash band that's headlining. And what's cool is they're singing in English, aren't they? Yep. Same with uh, Sepultura, if I'm not mistaken. A lot of it is like it's funny because their their very first album, I think it was called a uh, Bestial Devastation. It was a uh, self recorded, and they actually had no idea how to like tune their instruments, so it sounds really raw and very very like dirty. But it sounded great. And then he pretty much said they were learning how to play their instruments as they recorded. I mean, it sounds like Bela Lugosi in the first Dracula. You know, he was from Transylvania right. and basically learned English right there on the set, which is pretty cool. And the cool thing about Sepulter is, like, they always try to, like, like I guess Max Cavalera, the, the original singer, said they never wanted to make the same album twice. And they kind of succeeded at that until he left the band and... Because, like, the first album was extremely, like, dirty style, like, death metal. Then you had their second album was more cleaner thrash. Uh Then, like, around when they got to, like, Chaos ID, it was almost more hardcore. Yeah. That's cool. That's, I mean, I'm totally changing the genre here. But that's kind of how I feel about, like, The Cure. Like, every song sounds different. Every album sounds different. That's yeah. a that's a big important thing with bands like you want to you want to make your album sound different but not too far away where you don't recognize the band. Oh yeah, absolutely, man, and that goes back to like basic psychology. Reflection and repetition is how we learn to like things. Right, and that was like I know this has nothing to do. With that that was my big issue with Lincoln Park. It's like the first couple albums were fantastic, but they got so far removed from what they originally uh, were. It's like it wasn't even the same band to me anymore. 
for sure. What about, did I ever send you a link to uh, like Merciless Death? I actually grew up with those guys in Santa Clarita. Did and, you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I was going to say they, they've done, uh, I know you and I, we watched like thrash uh, documentaries and they were definitely on there talking about bands, uh, Merciless Death. So, I mean, clearly they're doing well for themselves. Yeah. Which, by the way, if you're ever interested, on Tubi, there is a really good uh, documentary on there called Get Thrashed. That's really good. That sounds right up my alley. <laughs> yeah, but it's on Tubi, so it's free. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's like three hours long, I think. So it's good. I Oh, dude, I, I, love, I love Tubi. I use it all the time. I do, too. Oh, man. I love, like, when I know that it tells you, like, a couple seconds before a commercial. I'm like, all right, pee break. All right, because you have five commercials you get to sit through. <laughs> yeah, and it's always like the same. Anyway, we're not we're not talking about Tubi. We're talking about music. Anyway. Ah, <laughs> um, uh, shit. I think I was. I think I'm more of a DRI fan personally than a ST. I I can get that. I'm a, I, I love DRI, and uh, I'd rather be sleeping was like my soundtrack for deployment. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I mean, that's yeah. That was you. I know you would rather be sleeping, and you'd rather be waking me up with your fucking snoring. <laughs> you'd be so pissed in the morning. Do <laughs> <laughs> people know to leave me alone? Like when I'm sleeping, I'm like, don't, don't disturb me. <laughs> Go to fucking medical. You got a problem? Seriously, I'm trying not to laugh the whole time. <laughs> it's like it's just the morning. He'll get over it in a couple hours. <laughs> I just remember Oman. I think you literally like passed out on like the floor in the birthing with like three boxes of pizza. <laughs> yeah, I, I, no, they put the pizzas on me. I didn't eat three boxes of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we had uh, out, we were out to sea for like what was it, 118 days or some shit like yes, that. We, yep, we were out to sea for 118 days, bud. Yep. And that was like we got a beer day in the desert, so I was like, I took advantage. <laughs> I don't blame you. And then remember at the time, too, we only had, it was like two working washers and like three dryers or some shit. It was ass. I always paid people to do my laundry, so. Nice. <laughs> um, so like we, weren't, we weren't spending any money anyway, so throwing someone 50 bucks to knock out my laundry, yeah. it was well worth it. Okay, so there's Merciless Death, which is still around. And I know I want to say I've mentioned to you uh hammerhead which i want to say they're from like kansas or kansas city or something and they're like 16 17 year old kids that just oh dude they have that throwback thrash just it's on spotify okay definitely check it out and also uh want to talk about the more obscure stuff uh demolition hammer it's okay. a very it's a dumb name but yeah the the album the, the specific album it's called a uh, epidemic of violence okay dude Front to back, it's like kicking you in the stomach. Like the double bases are so perfect on there. They're not. They're not like too fast. They don't sound ridiculous, but they're just perfect. Okay. And the production on it was just so fucking good. And it's just a brutal, awesome. Like it's kind of like the vocals of Creator mixed with like the music of Sepultura. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It was really good. Okay. So, yeah, uh, Demolition Hammer, Hammer, Epidemic of Violence. Highly recommended. Got you. Right on. I will uh, check that out. Um, and also uh, from England, this came out in, like, it had to be the mid to late 2000s. It's a band called Evile. E-V-I-L-E. They're from oh, uh, yeah, England. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I think you have it on the CD here. Yeah, yeah. I put uh, uh, Killer from the Deep on your CD. Yeah. But huge throwback to old school thrash and like each song is about like a movie or something and 
their the, the, the first album, Enter the Grave. It's a great, it's a great thrash album. What's another one that I feel like a obituary? I don't think I've ever really listened to them. It's a, it's another like one of the kings of death metal. Like there, those were the bands that were taking thrash and just down tuning it, but okay. it sounded awesome. Okay. And obituary, a lot of their songs, they just sound like jam sessions, and I think that's why I, I, I really digged about them. For sure. Frozen uh, in Time, that's my favorite album from Obituary. Sure. <laughs> I was going to say, if we think of any more like thrash or death metal, I was going to say I'll definitely incorporate it. Otherwise, I was going to say, dude, I'm down to like talk like other, like a little bit of genres of metal as well. Like I've always personally loved, like, Look What the Cat Dragged In, uh, was it Poison's first album, 86? Okay, so when it came to hair metal, uh-huh. In the early days, I was that that was that guy. Like, okay, I'm not gonna listen to this crap. This is just poppy. Yeah. But as I got older, I've learned to respect a lot of those bands. Yeah. Like, not necessarily like like I listened to the first couple of Motley Crue albums, and I was like, okay, the hits are good, but the albums as a whole are very good. Yeah, I I can agree with you there. Yeah. But what was the? I sent you the song a uh, couple, like a month ago. It has like one of the best opening riffs I've ever heard. Uh, yeah, it was a uh, Hanson Zimbach, right? Oh yeah, that definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna drive me crazy now. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, Celine Dion's uh, song from the Titanic, right? Yep, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna keep going. Oh, I can't. I'm drawing a blank here. Yeah, I think Sorry, it was. Uh, I'm trying to think of like another shitty song. I don't. Know, I can't think of anything right now. <laughs> it was the way you like it. It was uh, Madonna's "Like a Virgin," right? Or uh, Weird Al's "Like a Surgeon." <laughs> Prefer the Weird Al version for sure. Dude, his new movie was actually pretty good. With I was very impressed with Daniel Radcliffe's performance. I haven't watched it yet. Dude, yeah, it's. It, I was very. I was like, Harry Potter can fucking kick ass. Cool. Yeah, he's kind of try- He's been really trying hard to branch out from the Harry Potter character, and I Which give him a lot I'm of glad because I-, I was never a Harry Potter fan, so I'm glad I wasn't either. Books or film? No, I've read the books and I've watched most of the movies, and I was like, eh, I'm over. I prefer Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that that also came down to my own person. Like, I'm not saying any of it's bad by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> it's just I just wasn't into it. For sure. Like my whole life, I've never really been into like like the whole like wizards and stuff like that. I've never just never been my thing. Not even Lord of the Rings, dude, or uh, like nah. the Chronicles of Narnia books. I like the Chronicles of Narnia books. Just I read those at such an early age. Those were, yeah. I think that was the first series I read completely through when I was like ten. Nice. But yeah, Lord of the Rings. I I, I respect like the action scenes and stuff like that, and I respect the the hard work that he went to making all those films. But again, it was just not my thing. Dude, Peter Jackson, man. Remember, he did, uh, what, 1987's Bad Taste, uh, Dead Alive, which is easily one of the best zombie films of, like, all time. Also known as Brain Dead in New Zealand. Correct. And then, uh, <laughs> you ever seen Meet the Feebles? That one's also on Tubi. It's basically, like, a dark fucking horror comedy version of, uh, The Muppets. Alrighty. Dude, watch it. It's fucking weird. Okay. Uh, so, okay, I'm trying to think, uh... Like other metal, I mean, because I'm sure we could have an entire episode talking about Pantera. Yeah, that just and just alone, just from my absolute love for the band, I think they just deserve their own episode. Uh, okay, fair enough. Moving on. Thank you, tickle me, <laughs> Philip Anselmo. Well, were you a fan of all of like like the new metal scene? 
Uh, here and there, yeah, by all means. Uh, let's uh, enlighten me. Care to elaborate? Go for it. Well, like you know, like the big, the, the ones that everyone knows, like corn, limp biscuit, stuff like that. Yeah, and... I, I actually didn't really start getting into like corn until like as of the last like maybe couple of years. Like um, when I, like like when I was a kid, like when I finally had kind of retired like my mom's music that I was listening to a lot. Yeah. Because you know how, like, when at an early age, you kind of incorporate what your parents are listening to. Those become your bands, and then you kind of move on. You find your own quote-unquote band. Oh, dude, you have no idea. My parents, it was uh, Pink Floyd, Rolling Stones, and, like, 80s, 90s country. So, yeah, I definitely branched out. So, like, like I remember I was, like, I had to be 10, 11 years old, and I was MTV was on, and Corn's Make Me Bad came on. And I was just, I was sickly obsessed with Corn for, like, a good five years. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I was I dressed thought, in all, all Adidas and stuff like that. And, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking, uh, what's, what's his name? John something, right? John. Jonathan Davis. Thank you, yeah. Yeah, he always had, I remember that. And I, we always talk, remember the uh, Halloween episode of South Park, the Scooby-Doo? <laughs> <laughs> and that was really uh, cool of them to actually, like, lend their voices to it instead of yeah, uh, yeah. Matt and yeah, Trey just doing, really like, into it. yeah. That was season two, man. So probably like 1998, which is perfect timing for the band. So yeah, because that's right when Follow the Leader came out, like arguably their biggest album. And yeah, and then I remember what's the other one? Issues, right? Yep, that was the that was the album I discovered them on. Uh huh. But then, like, I heard the rest of their catalog, and uh, honestly, like their first CD is like a lot of their CDs are great. Some not so much, but their first one was always the best to me. For sure. Um, yeah, I, uh, New Metal, I was always, you know, a closet fucking Limp Bizkit fan because they're always kind of like hated on and I've always loved them. And I, I always I always wanted to see like a super group of like Corn and Limp Bizkit together in the same vein that like, you know, uh, Audio Slave kind of did. Right. That would have been awesome, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I'm personally, OK, now that we're talking about it, hear me yeah. out and then by all means share some. I was thinking. I've always liked the music of Limp Bizkit, but I always felt like Korn had more meaningful lyrics. So that way, right. I, I was like, I want to hear those two come together. I could definitely see that. Yeah, because Jonathan's uh, lyrics, they came from very, very dark places in his life. Agreed, yeah. Well, like, we're, like Fred Durst was almost ta- just talking about, like, everyday stuff, like hating your neighbor and just getting frustrated wanting to break stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Nookie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So you can you can even say a lot of Fred Durst's lyrics were almost more punk inspired, just because yeah. it was just about the everyday like what he just look at something and write a song about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah, it, yeah. It was almost right. Like he had like a pen and paper and was like, "All right, I'm gonna come up with a song here in two minutes. Let's go." Basically, right. Where yeah, like you said, Jonathan Davis, it's more thought out. Yeah, and it was a, it was just the way for him to get out like a lot of his like depression and anger and. If I say fuck two more times, that's 46. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. Like like that type of shit, though. But, I mean, that was – it was very just well-targeted to, like, kids like you and I, though. At the time, I was like, he's saying fuck like every other word. I love it. Right. And a lot of those bands, like it was, uh, Corn, Limp Biscuit, Slipknot, all of their first two albums had the same producer, which was uh, Ross Robinson. He was – do what? Yeah, uh, I will pause this and I will call you back. All right. All right, man. All right, bro. All right, bye. And we're back. Hello. All right. Yeah, no, sorry. I was I was in the middle of actually sending a. 
we were going to talk about the uh, Kung Pao, and I was going to record it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he and I, we, we usually, uh, he and I, we watch uh, action movies together when I was on shore, and then we watched uh, a lot of comedies. We, we quoted Kung Pao all the time. I love that movie. Yeah, it's a, it's a good one. It's hilarious. Uh, okay, so we were talking new metal, and I was thinking, I would even kind of classify, well, in their own right, of course, in certain songs, I was going to say, even fucking Rage Against the Machine kind of had, like, metal elements. Definitely metal elements, but I think they were more from, like, the punk era. Yeah. And, like, obviously their lyrics are extremely political. That goes oh, with the yeah, whole absolutely. punk aesthetic. And okay, they, but they were yeah. also, they were rapping in their lyrics and stuff like that. And, yeah, yeah. But okay, I know, so what like, do you, what, what do you classify new metal as? What about maybe like Linkin Park then, or something? If you, we, we want to throw a band on it, then yeah, I would definitely go like Linkin Park, like Cold Chamber, Corn, stuff like that. But the way I just I saw it was, uh, new metal was bands taking heavy metal and just combining it with a different genre. Yeah, most that's that's primarily that's, rap. That's, I felt like, but yeah, rap, electronic, goth, you know, like yeah. Like, I don't know what kind of music you, would you consider the cure, like, new wave? To me, I've always considered, like, the cure and uh, the Smith. So, yeah, it's because, like, Deftones, they've, they've gone on record saying they, they were huge into, like, new wave and the cure. That was, like, a big influence on them, alongside with, like, rap and Depeche Mode was a big one, he said. And I fucking love Depeche Mode. They don't get enough credit at all, man. They're vision. All their lyrics are just very meaningful. I can't say I've honestly listened to enough of it to have any kind of opinion. <laughs> Dude, oh man, check it out, man. It's I mean, if you like that, you know, goth pop synth, you know, it, yeah, it's badass. But yeah, that but like it but that, that's kind of how I define new metal. Was just like them taking elements of like thrash and like classic metal and all that stuff and mixing it with okay. rap and electronic and stuff and and uh, as far as the main bands, I feel like we already kind of touched on them, really, more or less. I mean, I, I, because yeah. I remember talking to you before. The first, I think, Limp Bizkit song I actually heard was Faith tape that I had. And then obviously I branched out to like Significant Other. And then uh, I found $3 Bill Y'all later. See, I discovered them again. It was on, it was due to MTV. I think it was Nookie was the first song I heard from them. The video? Yeah. And like at the time, I was I was really big into rap, like yeah. I was, and I listen. I actually listened to that at the time more than I did like metal and rock. But so when Lip Biscuit came out, I was like, dude, this is like the perfect blend of both. Dude, yeah, we'll then, have to do a rap episode then too. Absolutely. And my mom bought me their album for Christmas, but you know, I had to come from Walmart with all like you know, the edited version. Yeah. <laughs> the no parental advisory sticker rule kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't imagine listening to uh, was a hot, hot dog flavored water chocolate starfish. The album, especially in the parental advisory kind of like it would just be so edited, it would sound like crap. Yeah, it was. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> if I say two more times, that's in this rhyme. <laughs> it's basically an instrumental. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh. Man, I almost feel like we need Hamling on this one, too, because, I mean, I know you and I know Metalcore, too, but clearly I think he knows more. He's definitely, like, I like Metalcore, but, like, I like uh -huh. the basics, like your kill switch engages and stuff like that. Yeah. 
that, even when it came to Kill Switch, though, it was like cool. very Florida select songs. Dude, when I was going to see them in Florida, when I was there for A school, I was hardcore dancing at this bar that they were playing at, and they've never seen that type of movement before, so they kicked. Wow. That's funny. Yeah. I Yeah, I paid to see Kill Switch, too, and they were like, nope, you got to get out of here. I was like, what? That's dumb. Yeah, yeah. And that's the one thing I'll yeah, give Kill Switch. I'll, I'll give I mean, Kill Switch. I was a little. <laughs> I was a little. That's drunk, one thing. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's one thing I'll definitely give Kill Switch. Uh-huh. Like they are, they're great live. I believe you. And but that was one of those uh, bands. Like uh, when uh, I preferred the original singer uh, Jesse Leach over Howard Howard Jones. Yeah. His his voice just sounded better to me, but a lot of people are on the Howard jo- Jones train, and that's fine, but. Yeah. Uh, as far as like, because uh, I've seen a lot of metalcore bands uh, due to like bands Warped Tour and whatnot. Uh, I've seen um, Event Sevenfold. I, I mean, to me, they're like the modern day Iron Maiden is pretty much. Yeah. That's a band I, de- I tried so hard to get into. Like, and there's songs I, I really do like from them. I just couldn't get into them all that much. No, I was saying here, for instance, like if it's on the radio or if I have it on my uh, shuffle or something and it comes on, I'm like, all right, I'll listen to it. Same thing, though. I don't go out of my way of being like, man, I want to listen to some events right now. And, uh, and the funny thing is, because I, I listened to the entire first album just yeah. to kind of see what the buzz was. And it's like, and I did like it. Yeah. And I don't know if it was on purpose, but I just it was just really missing that punch in the gut. Like it just sounded so soft. And... Yeah. And it's uh, what's the uh, the first one's what like sounding of the seventh trumpet or something? I I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> I just remember I can't even remember the name of the song. I just remember the one song was like it was. I'm not saying they ripped it off. I'm just saying it was extremely similar to uh, Pantera's. It makes them disappear. <laughs> oh yeah, I think it was uh something part like two. I couldn't think of a shitty song. I was trying to think of something. <laughs> <laughs> It I was think it I was a so Cindy Lauper's uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun, that song, right? Hey, she just did uh, Rise Above with uh, Henry Rollins not too long ago. That's so. badass, dude. No way. That's rad. Yeah, she got she got in like punk drab and everything. She had like a green mohawk. and I'm not That's even rad. making this up. This is this is true. I'm not even fucking with you. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's kicking uh, ass. <laughs> this is that kicking ass podcast. Um, that's right. Uh, Most redneck thing I could. <laughs> You're good, man. No worries, man. Um, shit. Uh, uh, I did see all that remains. I've always liked them. I have a lot of their CDs. Great live, great live. Yeah, they are good live. Yeah. Uh, God forbid was really good live. That they blew cool me away. Name. God forbid. I, I, uh, I don't know. Would you, would you call All Shall Perish? Or was that that's more deathcore, I guess. But dude, yeah, All Shall Perish, rock. That's just heavy. I love it. Yeah, it was that was awesome. They're, especially their Alice Repeat, I believe, was the name of the yeah, first yeah, album. Yeah, dude, that's the album, man. That's the jam right there. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Uh, that's, but that, I think that was before they got that singer that got busted talking to a seventeen-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, and then the, the current, he, huh? He, yeah, he, he's the current singer of suicide or suicide silence at the moment. Okay, which to me is a weird name for a band. I've never really listened to them. Uh, I've listened to Whitechapel and uh, Motionless and White, and 
If uh, you're going to listen to Suicide Silence, I just recommend the first three albums with uh, Mitch Lucker at, on vocals. Because after that, like, I swear, like, they tried to go in, a, they tried to pull a Lincoln Park and do something completely different, but it was yeah. such a rip off of Deftones. It was sad. It was sickening. Oh wow! And it got to the point where like. Well, if you're gonna call me Deftones, I like the Deftones. It's like, it was like, dude, this is like nobody liked it. I think they couldn't handle that nobody liked their album, and uh-huh. <laughs> it's because this sucks. There's no, there's very little like, there's very little Suicide Silence, and it. it is so much just Deftones and Corn, and not the good versions. Um, metalcore, uh, dude. I know we've talked uh, as Lay dying a little bit too. I've loved him ever since Frail Words collapsed, the first album. I remember hearing that in high school, and it just blew me away. I saw them live. They were at one of the Mayhem Fest I went to, and they put on a good show. And I liked uh, a lot of their songs, but I don't know. As a whole, they ne- for some reason they, ne- they never caught on with me too much. Okay. I remember uh, seeing their shirts all over high school. I remember that for sure. Oh yeah, I mean the, the iconic like artwork on it. Yeah. But then, because uh, that was, I called them uh, the uh, one sentence band because everyone's <laughs> band had was like a sentence name. <laughs> Like every time I die, as I lay dying, it dies yeah. today. It was like it's yeah. a, it's I, a I remember, sentence. Remember Callen, who we worked with. He was like, he was like, dude, every time I die is my favorite band. And I've tried listening to them, and I'm like, nah, I just I'm not into it. Yeah. Yeah, he was big into like hardcore and stuff. Like, yeah. That surprised me. <laughs> what else? So I remember you and I. We were talking. It dies today, dude. I love the Katif Choir that album. Oh man. Threaty for modern romance. I always really dug that song. Just the entire album is great. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, what about actually, you? Like uh, Haste the Day? I've never listened to them, and if I have, it's, I don't remember. It's similar to that kind of like uh, like metalcore, you know, and then obviously like lighter kind of chorus sound, you know. Yeah, it's it's they're all kind of blend together after a while. Same with like uh, I killed like the bleep, prom queen, and like bleeding through and stuff. Yeah, and, bleeding through. Yeah. And, uh, what's the other one? Like between the berry to me. Like you said, they're all fucking sentences. I just realized that now. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then that died off. and The longest sentence name for a band, completely different genre now, was... Uh, fuck, I wrestled uh, a bear once. Okay, there is that one, yeah. And then there's uh, shit. I can make a mess like nobody's business. <laughs> like, you might as well just fucking title your name of your band the entire encyclopedia or something. I don't know. There you go. <laughs> But I get it. It was the trend, you know. If the band wanted to get recognized, they had to have a name similar. Like it had to be one sentence, and it had to have the, some kind of the, of the got, word "dying" in it. I, I got I got two more for you: Devil Wears Prada and Day to Remember. I love both of those bands. Seen them multiple times. I've seen. Uh, I think I saw Devil Wears Prada once. Their first three albums. Uh, fuck. What is it? Uh, Silence of Solitude or Dear Silence of Beautiful Discord is the first one, and then it's uh, Plagues. Which is good, and then uh, with roots above and branches below. After that, it's dude, it's just noise. Uh, but David yeah. Remembers pretty much stayed to their uh, true sound and core fans for the most part. They're the ones that had that like be with some butthead opening, right? I want to say yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, that always reminded uh, me of be with some butthead. Album. That's funny. Yeah, it's uh, off the homesick <laughs> album. Which, by the way, going back to new metal, when I first heard Cor- uh, Jonathan Davis do that, like that, like scat vocal style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the very first thing I thought of was like, "I am Cornholio." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. 
Oh, uh, that's funny, man. Uh, oh, dude, we didn't uh, talk Gwar. What would you even like consider Gwar? Uh, depends on which album. They're one of those bands like each album was different. It's like comedy metal. It's a comedy metal that's definitely punk influenced. It's like if the Vandals or No Effects did like a metal band. That's basically how I view it. Because Gwar was it was originally a joke. It was never supposed to be like serious. Yeah. Because uh, Dave Brocky, the singer, they were trying to they were they formed the band Gwar to open up for their real band to make their real band look better. Yeah. So they went and just bought a bunch of cheap costumes and stuff like that, and that's how Gwar became. But then Gwar got more famous than the than Dave Brocky's real band, so they just went with Gwar. Huh. And then I always never knew how to pronounce it as a kid until like a few years ago. I always said, "Oh, he wore <laughs> Gwar." Um, and then uh, what about you? Like Man of War? That shit's pretty cool too. I've never. I tried. I never got into Man of War. Uh, who was it? Uh, Dylan. Who was our Dylan? He yep. loved Man of I War. I know he did because it's like Lord of the Rings. If it were. Middle Earth kind of shit. I always liked it too. I love I love Dylan so much because like we would use like phrases around him, but he would try to repeat them, but he didn't know how to use them. Because I remember I called Manowar. It's like yeah, it's very homoerotic, you know. And then he would try to throw that into like every sentence after that. <laughs> or like oh, uh, we we was talking about the horror movies, like like uh, like Hostel and stuff like that. You know, they're called it's called gore porn. Because it's like an abundance. So we we said that to him. And I remember he was trying to pitch his movie idea. He said he wanted to call it sword porn. And no one got the reference. It's like, dude. (laughs) (laughs) He was a good dude. I think he, yeah, he got out. And I think he lives in like Idaho now. I haven't talked to him in a long time. Yeah, he kind of got a bad rap. Guy. Yeah. He was very uh, friendly to me and uh, yeah. me and uh, Todd. Yeah, he was a nice guy. Oh, dude! Oh my God! I remember Martin would always play like Incubus on guitar, and I'm like, God damn it, Martin! Just learn something else. <laughs> like, I, I like still... Incubus. That, to me, that's also kind of like new metal too, kind of. Their first album was very new metal. Yeah. What are you making? Popcorn? <laughs> no, I'm making I'm making a uh, pizza. Nice with popcorn shells on it. That's curls. right. <laughs> and, shout, and shout out to Todd and Eric because I know Erica listens to the show. So shout out to you guys and thank you oh, for, right for buying. A, thank you guys for buying a book. Yeah. Oh, they listen to they listen to mine and yours. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Uh, she sent me a message a while back saying, "Hey, I, this show is really cool and stuff like that." It is okay. Cool. Thank you. Oh, right on. Okay. So shout out to them and thank yeah. you for listening and buying a book. Absolutely, that's rad. I'm over here like. <laughs> being an asshole to Todd. Like, no, I love the guy, but I just... I oh, remember... he, he gets it. I would do the same shit to him. <laughs> oh, man, poor guy. Like, I just... Uh, I, I kept it to myself, and now I finally said it out loud. Now I feel like a dick. All right, Merry Christmas, Todd. Sorry. <laughs> but, like, like going back to, like, the new... A, a lot... A band that a lot of people... They they missed it, and it, and it's okay because, because of tragedy. It was a band called Snot. Never heard of them. They were very much on the uprise, and the, the lead singer died in a car crash in L.A. in, like, 98, 99. Uh-huh. Right after their first album came out, and they were huge on fest. Like, they became friends with Sharon and Ozzy. They were going to put them on the main stage the following year. Their yeah. album was blowing up, and it was him and 
his dog, uh, his dog Dobbs, which was it was like a, an American boxer dog. Okay. And he was on the front. He was on the front of the album. They both died in the car crash, and it was very sad. But their album "Get Some" is fucking amazing. No, I never very. Heard if there's any like, I mean, like hardcore and new metal, that is the album. Okay. And what was really cool is after the lead singer Lynn, after he died, they did a tribute album to him called uh, "Straight Up" because his last name was because his name was Lynn Straight. Okay. And uh, but they got a bunch of singers from like from like Corn, Head PE, Incubus, System of a Down. They all sang on the album while Snot played in the background. It was oh really my god! Cool. How have we not talked System of a Down? I have, I know you. You said you only really liked what like the first album or something. I like the first two albums. <laughs> for sure. The radio radio killed the rest of them for me. Fair enough. Because uh, what's the other? There's like newer metal, um, like Protest the Hero, kind of takes a lot of different elements. And then same with like what's the other one? Uh, like uh, Human Abstract. It's very technical metal. I know you said you weren't a big technical fan. I'm not. <laughs> just because yeah, like fun. I saw a lot of bands like that. I saw bands a lot of bands like that live, and I thought it just got really annoying because of how long the songs were. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'll I'll give you that. Yeah. Well, it's like, I know this is a huge band, and I'm probably committing, like, new last week, but you ever heard the band of uh, Born of Osiris? I've heard Or of Rings them. of Saturn? No, I mean, I but think I've heard of them. Well, I saw them live, and I remember I, I, actually, I started yawning, because I was just like, okay, this shit is so fucking boring, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, I mean, I... I know we've both clearly been to a lot of a uh, lot of different types of concerts. Um, what's uh? I remember always seeing Shadows Fall. I never really listened to them. Uh, their their album, uh, The Heart of Something. I can't remember the actual title. Was really really good. They have a song called uh, "Idiot Box" and uh, "Destroyer of Senses" was great because it it was about like addiction and stuff like. That really cool but that the guy would be famous for being super drunk on stage and pass it out and <laughs> gotcha. oh what's the, oh, excuse me ma'am sorry an old grandma man anyway uh i remember i know you've always liked static x i feel like i only know like one or two songs i never really got into it i didn't really care for like that synthy kind of metal oh I, okay so when i grew up i liked i wasn't like a massive fan but then i saw them live changed my mind on them they became one of my favorite bands okay and it's funny because i when the first time i saw x which which was in cleveland it was just wayne static the singer and like the rest of the band was just hired musicians uh-huh. then just last year uh because wayne static when we was on deployment yeah the rest of the band got together and got the singer of dope to impersonate wayne static which you know if you think that's not good or whatever it is what it is but he pretty much wears a Wayne Static mask. <laughs> okay. And he pretends like he's Wayne Static. And it's weird because I saw them with the singer without the band, but then I saw the whole band without the singer. So it's... <laughs> Say it's that interesting. ten times fast. Right. That ten times fast. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> like whenever people would say, like, say again, I'd be like, again? <laughs> oh, I do that to JV all the time. It drives me crazy. Oh, I love when, like, you know, uh, people ask me, like, hey, where do you want to go? You want to go here or there? And I'll just be like, yeah. 
so where like, so where do you like, where do you want to eat? Yes. Yeah, I oh I do it all the time. Yeah, and they're they're, they're like or I'll just say thanks. They're like, why'd you say that? I'm like, I don't know, because I did. Fuck you. Shut up. <laughs> I do it all the time. Yes. I love mm-hmm. it. Dude, even yes, like they have elements of heavy metal too. Oh, absolutely. Take like Bob that she like she got sticks, you know, kind of yeah. But go ahead. Oh, I was I was I was, I'm a huge sticks fan. I love sticks. <laughs> For sure. I, I have one of their records. I can't remember which one it is. Anything before Mr. Roboto. Yeah. <laughs> After that, I was like, okay. I can see why people kind of fell off here. Yeah. I think she says what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> Shit. I, I almost feel like we covered a pretty fair amount of different metal that we enjoy listening to. Uh, well, I didn't really touch up on too much hair metal. I Well... I don't even know what to consider docking. They kind of like took the hair metal element and they were like, we're going to make it heavier and much fucking more badass in which they did. I, I like docking. I can't say like, I want to say I've listened to them before. And I know I have just cause like the radio stations here haven't like progressed since after 1985. <laughs> but okay, buddy. All right. I got a few more minutes here. Then I got to go. Dude, you're you're fine, man. No worries. But like when it came to like hair metal, like like I like I know I've heard Dokken, but I just can't tell you any specific song Dude, that they've played. Uh, Into the Fire would be one that I would recommend listening to. It's it's definitely oh. heavier. It just hit me. The song I was talking about earlier that I could not remember it was uh, "Lay It Down" by Rat. I remember Rat. Yeah. The, their song "Lay It Down" that is like to me that is like the perfect opening riff for a song, and the rest of the song is just great. <clears throat> I think you mentioned that to me before. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I always love like changing lyrics to songs. Like, and I love how, like how intelligent D. Snyder is. But every time I hear "I Want to Rock," I always say, "I want your cock, cock." <laughs> <laughs> that dude is extremely intelligent, man. We, we I know, have... and I like that. And, and like, I just, he, he's I the one that's funny. He's the one that waved the flag and went up to Congress in front of like Tepper Gore. Yeah, yeah. And fought, and fought against like the parental, like he lost obviously, but he fought yeah. against the parental advisory sticker because they were trying to label him, his song under the knife as sadomasochistic. Like, no, it was about my, my guitar player's throat surgery. And he basically, <laughs> yeah. he, basically, he basically said Tepper Gore was looking for sadomasochism and she found it. But if you were looking for surgical references, you would have found that as well. Yeah. He pretty much just called Tepper Gore a pervert on live TV. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I don't feel like I know enough Judas Priest. I definitely listen to it, but not as much. Oh, dude, how do we not mention the sword? The sword fucking rocks, man. That that type of, like, metal, like, even, like, Acid Witch or whatever that you showed me, like, all of that shit, like, this is, like, like just new stuff to me that I'm, like, discovering. Right. That's real slow, kind of, like, they mix like sludgy almost with like yeah, hardcore. Yeah, it's, it's Sabbath, dude. It's like up to date Sabbath, and the same with like uh, what's the other one? Uh, Sleep. Yeah, absolutely. Sleep fucking rules. But uh, another category of uh, dog fashion disco. I don't know if you ever listened to that, but they're awesome. What a name for a band! No, I never heard that one. They're one of my favorite songs on. It's called "Love Song for a Witch." It's really good. What was the name of the dog fashion show? What? Dog fashion disco. Ah, dog fashion show. Got it. There you go. 
That makes me think like the name of our band is Clumpy Kitty Litter that smells like shit. All right, here's our song, Arm and Hammer Litter. <laughs> this song. <laughs> yeah, for real. I know, dude. This song's called Don't Breathe In. You're going to get sick. All right. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it sounds like your kids are ready for their fucking pizza, bro. So, by all means, if you got to cut out, go for it. Yep, I got to go, but I got to go be the family guy. No, dude, you're good. Not not Peter Griffin, by the way, because I think South Park's better. But anyway. <laughs> all right, man. All right, but uh, Marshall Media Montage, uh, we touched a lot of different metal genres. And this is Ozzy James at the Kicking Ass Podcast. Uh, how can people find you? Uh, like I said, on Spotify, Kicking Ass Podcast. On Blood of the Scion, Austin James, get my book. If you want to talk to me, go on Facebook, Austin Everhart. Yeah, you uh, you just recently did a uh, bio on uh, Paula Abdul, didn't you? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, she actually kicks ass, man. I don't feel like she gets enough credit at all, ever personally. But that's just. And, uh, I'll go ahead and plug because the next episode of my Kicking Ass podcast is going to be my tenth episode. Now it's going to be uh, I'm going to be covering uh, Roadhouse and Exhorter. Dude, yeah, <laughs> that's all I had to say about that. All right. <laughs> All right, bro. Have a good one. Uh, Merry Christmas, bro. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Yep. Have a good have a good weekend, buddy. All right, bro. Later. All right. Bye. Well, that was me and Ozzy James, Marshall Media Montage, episode 17. I hope you guys enjoyed us uh, talking about our uh, enjoyment of just the metal genre as a whole. So uh, thanks for the support. Thanks for sticking around and listening. I uh, love you guys. Thank you so much for just everything that you guys do for uh, he and I. You know, it's, it's a lot of fun doing this little podcast that he and I uh, got going on now. Merry Christmas. Have a good one, guys.